Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Welcome to Season 4 of Parent Talk, where we strive to parent authentically and continue to grow alongside our children. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. We are broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area and are proud to provide the most up-to-date expert information for today's parent. Our goal is to inspire you to become a more confident, peaceful, connected and authentic parent. I'm of course with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hi everyone, yes, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk and also a mom of two. We all know that parenting is a journey and one that shouldn't be taken alone. Being the best parent we can be means listening, learning, and sometimes asking for help. Our community will bring you strength and support along the way from pregnancy to puberty and beyond. Awesome, thank you, Heather. And we have with us today Lacey Forsyth. Lacey is a registered physical therapist who has a special interest in pelvic floor health and a mom of two kids. Hi, Lacey. Welcome to Parent Talk Podcast. Hi, Javier. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Yeah, it's so nice to have you with us. So today we're talking about pelvic floor. Yes, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess today it's pelvic floor physiotherapy 101 right? Perfect. Back awesome. to basics. Back yes. to basics. So what is pelvic floor physiotherapy? Great question. Pelvic floor physiotherapy is a special area of physical therapy. Um, most pelvic floor physios have taken additional training outside of what you receive in school. So it's additional coursework that specializes in understanding how the pelvis works, all of the muscles and ligaments and attachments to the pelvis. And the training that we take is a series of courses over a few months that allows us to be able to perform intravaginal and intrarectal exams. Mm -hmm. So who should see a pelvic floor physiotherapist? Anyone with a pelvis. <laughs> you mean women, men? Women, men, anyone with a pelvis should see a pelvic floor physio. There's a group of muscles there that you actually physically can't see. The only way to really access them um, is from an internal exam, either a vaginal or rectal exam. And with a pelvic floor physio, we are able to treat things like long-standing hip pain and long-standing back pain uh, that most people think is something that they need to live with and don't even think that there could be a pelvic floor contribution. So we find that clients who have had long-standing issues for years and years and years, pelvic floor physio seems to be their last resort. Uh, they've been through multiple different healthcare providers, fitness instructors, personal trainers, orthopedic physios, occupational therapists, RMTs, chiropractors, and they come to our clinic seven, eight, nine years later and ask us, I have this back pain, can you help me? And most of the time, the pelvic floor is the missing link in a lot of those long-standing things. High-level athletes should see pelvic floor physios. Um, the number of high-level athletes who are incontinent, uh, like weightlifters, gymnasts, runners, a lot of it is hidden 
and something that a pelvic floor physio should be able to treat. So interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the common reasons women could benefit from pelvic floor physio? Um, Some of the common reasons women can benefit from pelvic floor physio is incontinence. So those light bladder leaks, any loss of urine is considered incontinence. So, and it's not something that you need to live with. It's not a normal part of childbirth and of having kids. It's something that we can deal with. Uh, Abdominal separation or diastasis recti is the common medical term. So in pregnancy, uh, there's a lot of pressure from the growing uterus and the growing baby on the abdominal wall. And it causes those muscles to come apart a little bit, and in some cases, a little bit more than normal. And um, a pelvic floor physio can help retrain that. Uh, Painful sex. Uh, This is something that not everyone always wants to talk about, but it's really common for women to have painful intercourse. And it's something that pelvic floor physical therapists treat. Uh, C-sections. This is my favorite one because a lot of people think that because they didn't have a vaginal birth that they're immune to a lot of the pelvic floor complications uh, or outcomes, but that's not the case. Uh, One research study actually suggested 50% of women who had a cesarean birth were incontinent postpartum. That's quite high, huh? It's actually really quite high and, and they're quite confused when they come in and they're like I had a c-section yeah what what's happening Mm -hmm. and that just goes to show the impact of the pregnancy and that progressive stretching and loading on the pelvic floor for the last 10 months as well as the impact of scar tissue um, from the abdominal wall can impact the pelvic floor's ability to function anyone with persistent or Uh, chronic low back pain or hip pain for more than three months. This is a really cool study, so I kind of wanted to share it. But there was a study done in 2018, and there was a random randomized control trial. So for all those like research nerds listening, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's like the highest level of evidence out there. And they basically just did assessments on people who had talked about um, having persistent low back and hip pain for more than three months, 96% of that 10,000, there was a pelvic floor contribution to their pain. Okay. So huge. 90%. 96. 96%. So there was only a 4% difference that wasn't pelvic floor related. Um, Anyone with endometriosis, interstitial cystitis, Uh, overactive bladder or urgency symptoms, SI joint pain, pelvic girdle pain, uh, pubic symphysis dysfunction, hamstring strains, chronic groin pulls, uh, core weakness and instability, breath holding is something that we actually see a lot in the role of the diaphragm in pelvic floor. People who clench their jaws at night should see a pelvic floor physio. Really? There's well, I can feel like if I clench my jaw right now, you clench y- your pelvic floor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I never thought about this. And I'm a dental <laughs> hygienist. Yeah. Like, so a lot of TMJ wow. is pelvic floor rate, pelvic floor related so and pelvic floor driven. that you should be referring to as well. Then. <laughs> <laughs> like when you see a client that you know that they're having issues that way, you could be saying you should be doing a pelvic floor physio. So interesting. Yeah. Or you should see a pelvic floor physio that also does TMJ. There we go. And here we are. <laughs> 
Interesting. I yeah. love that. Wow. So, Lacey, what is the one thing everyone can start doing today to improve their pelvic floor health? The one thing that I would encourage everyone to do to improve their pelvic floor health is to learn how to breathe. I know this sounds really simple. I thought you were going to see Kegel. So I like, no. the, I like the answer. So let's continue, continue. <laughs> no, Kegels are good sometimes, but they're not for everybody right away. Um, learning how to breathe is the one thing that you can do to reset your pelvic floor and to neutralize the tone and make it contract and relax properly. So anytime I ask someone to take a deep breath, the first thing that they do is breathe in through their nose, into their shoulders, and into their chest. What that does is it changes the mechanics of the pelvic floor. It doesn't let it do its job. If you watch a newborn breathe, do they breathe into their shoulders and their chest? No, they breathe into their bellies. And over time, through busy lifestyles and schedules, we get lazy and we start to breathe into our shoulders and into our chest. And that is the first thing that usually goes and leads to pelvic floor issues. So learning how to breathe into your belly again and do a big, deep diaphragmatic breath is the first thing that you can do to help regulate your pelvic floor and your core function. Mm. So is it ever too late to see a pelvic floor physio after childbirth or with any other problems? No, it is never too late to see a pelvic floor therapist. I've treated some women that have been incontinent for 25 years and within six months, there's no leakage at all. So there's never too late working on your pelvic floor, working on the scar tissue is something that is so beneficial at any stage of life. And my suggestion is, is even though it's not too late, seeing a pelvic floor therapist early on is better because once you reach menopause or perimenopause, the hormonal changes affect the pelvic floor. And then we're combating decreased estrogen, which affects the pelvic floor's ability to contract vaginal dryness, things like that. So the earlier you can get on the pelvic floor rehab, the better the results and the easier it's going to be. So Lacey, I saw for the first time my pelvic floor physiotherapist after uh, six weeks, six weeks postpartum, right? So what would you recommend? Um, I actually recommend women, if they're pregnant, to see a pelvic floor physio in pregnancy. Um, there's so much information and education that we can share and strategies to improve your postpartum outcomes and postpartum recovery that seeing someone in pregnancy to get that education empowers you to have a better birth and a better better pelvic floor outcomes afterwards. And then absolutely, between six and eight weeks, once you're discharged from your primary health care provider, so your doctor or your OB or your midwife, um, we need medical clearance from them in order to begin pelvic floor work. So six to eight weeks postpartum is the perfect time to start. Awesome. So Lacey, your clinic, um, Bump Physio and Co., is more specialized in pelvic health than most clinics. Can you tell us more about that? So Bump Physio & Co. is a clinic designed specifically for treating pelvic floor dysfunction. That's all we do at Bump Physio. We specialize in mom 
physio, I like to call it. (laughs) Um, So what we do is we integrate pelvic floor physical therapy with exercise rehabilitation and clinical Pilates. And we cover everything from incontinence to painful intercourse to um, core weakness and instability to hip pain to C-section rehab. So all of the team members in the clinic are, have taken a number of additional courses to help support women on their postpartum journeys. Mm-hmm. So why did you sit, decided to go um, and take that journey? I was inspired to get into the world of pelvic floor health based on my own postpartum recovery. I find that when I, like my boys are 9 and 11, And there was no conversations around pelvic floor. I had no idea. I thought by taking a prenatal class, I was perfectly prepared for birth. Welcome in my club. (laughs) And so I was naive. I went to the hospital. I followed everything that the doctors and midwife told me. And I ended up with an abdominal separation, postpartum incontinence, a vaginal prolapse, and a rectal prolapse. So I was... I really wanted to find a space where I felt comfortable to open up and share my story and and nothing like that existed. So that's the impetus behind Bump Physio. Oh, I love it. So if someone is from the States or other places of Canada, what would you recommend to find a good uh, place to be treated? There's quite a few um, online resources for women. Down in the States, they actually do online consults with pelvic floor physios. Obviously, you don't get the benefit of seeing someone in person, but um, there are some opportunities for some online work. There's a couple of sites out there as well that have pelvic floor physio directory. The one that comes to mind is Pelvic Guru or My Pelvic Floor Muscles. And then in in BC, there's um, BC Physio or Find a Physio. And you can just search your location and it'll come up with the local pelvic floor therapist closer to you. I'm not sure about the other colleges back east, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So if we talk about symptoms, if you're someone that uh, feels like heaviness or uh, incontinence or what are the symptoms then if people feel like this, they should actually, by hearing all those information, they should take action. So some of the common symptoms that usually lead people into our clinic are, I feel like something's falling out of my vagina. There's a lot of pressure. I try to have a bowel movement, but I feel like I can't empty it. Sex is really painful. My scar is really itchy. Um, those are the common ones. I leak a little bit, but it's not that bad. You know, how okay. much is how much is too much? Mm-hmm. How much is too much? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love this, um, Lacey. This is beautiful wealth of information in this podcast. So, Lacey, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? You can find me online um, at www.bumpphysioandco.ca. You can find us on Facebook at Bump Physio. And then on Instagram, we have a clinic account at Bump Physio. And then my pelvic health education Instagram account is Lacey Forsyth PT. 
Awesome. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Lacey and Heather, for taking the time to be here and helping us be the best parents we can be. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and now also on YouTube at Parent Talk TV. Of course, you can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and invite you to share it on social media. As we all know, parenting can be hard. So remember, it's important to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village and be true to yourself. Thank you for joining us and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner. Thank you.